You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I am the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher discuss the complex trauma we experience when we have habitual misattunement in childhood. Listen in as Candace and Cher explain why habitual misattunement can leave a child with feelings of unworthiness and confusion. Hi, Cher. Hey, Candace. Good to see you. It's good to be with you today as we are looking at really kind of part two of a, a small series we're doing on attunement. Last week, we talked about what attunement is and why attunement matters. And today we're going to get into a little bit more of why is it important that we don't minimize the ways that we were misattuned to as a child. It's such an important topic. And what we really want to do today is just spark curiosity about what were times in our childhood when we were misattuned, when we feel that, when we remember that. Because really every story of harm is a story of misattunement. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to really minimize those times when we were misattuned, even when they were habitual, because as children, it's very hard for us to look at our parents and place blame on them. So we carried the the blame or the responsibility for, for what happened. And then here we are as adults and going through life and recognizing some struggles that perhaps we're, we're not able to seem like we can get through. And so we feel like this topic of misattunement is a big deal. We want to just list a few of the common struggles that are inherent in complex PTSD. And these come from a list that Pete Walker gives in his book that is entitled Complex PTSD. Some of the symptoms that we may struggle with if we have complex PTSD are toxic shame, self-abandonment, relational difficulties, habitual feelings of loneliness and abandonment, attachment disorders, a harsh inner critic, and suicidal ideation. And he has even more things in his list than that. We wanted to bring these as just some of the things that we have struggled with in our journey of dealing with our childhood trauma and to bring these up as really saying it's a big deal. And when we were misattuned to, it's a big deal. And we want to really make space for naming some of the ways that misattunement happens that can tend to be minimized. And we want to just make space for naming these as being very significant in our lifelong struggle for emotional connectedness and emotional wellness. Mm -hmm. I would say that when we've had habitual misattunement as a child, we will minimize because it was normal. You know, there are more profound examples of maybe being misattuned that would feel like a bigger deal if that didn't happen very often for you. Right. And so I like what you're saying about just really staying in your own story as you're listening to this episode 
you know, especially if you're a parent, you're going to want to go towards, you know, thinking about ways that you could be misattuning to your child. And there's, it's not that there's never a space for that, but until you can really look at your developmental story, it, it's going to be hard for you to see more clearly on ways that you can be more attuned to your child. Yeah. And we've said many times that we become better parents when we do our own work, because when we heal the things that we struggle with, we can show up as parents in very different ways. Yeah. The pull can be to go there. And the minute you start feeling guilt and shame for how you can see yourself not being the way you wish you were showing up with your, with your own children, please just come back to your story of how you were misattuned to as a child. Yeah. And I would just say that whoever's listening to this is already being curious, is already being drawn towards wanting to figure out maybe why they have certain struggles that they have in life. So that list that you read that pertains to complex childhood trauma developmental trauma, we know that having continual misattunement means that you could have some of those symptoms. And we could give a hundred examples of misattunement and we decided instead to share a story. And Candace, I'm just wondering if you would want to just share the story from when you were a child and you had to move and just talk a little bit about what happened there. I'll share this story while I also name that even though this is one story, I have more of a clear understanding that I had a lot of misattunement, you know, as a child. But this particular story stands out to me because I remember the depths of the emotional turmoil I was in when I had to move to different schools. I was in third grade. My parents had divorced and whatever, wherever we moved, we were in a new school district. And so I had to go to a different elementary school, which may not sound like that big of a deal, but I had been with the same kids for kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. And I remember really being upset and crying about it and feeling angry and sitting down with my parents who wanted me to be okay. And because they wanted me to be okay, they told me I was going to be okay. And it was misattunement in this way. I just really needed them to come close to me and understand the pain that I was in in that move. And for them to be able to say, I see that this is such a struggle for you. Maybe we can come up with some ways that will make you feel more safe moving into a new school. I can think of lots of things that maybe could have happened, but what didn't happen was they didn't see me. They they saw me in the sense that I was crying and upset, but they didn't meet me there with any type of mirroring. Yeah. And so instead you were left alone with all of these big emotions that as a, what, 10-year-old, you are not equipped to know how to handle them, how to process them, how to deal with them. Yeah. And if you're listening to this story and you have a reaction of, oh, that really isn't that big of a deal. 
or if there's anything in you that's kind of resistant to, you just needed to be able to work through that and get over it. I want to say, I get you because I used to be that way too. Yeah. Before I was able to slow down and really look at my stories, get a clearer picture of my developmental journey, I was also dismissive of the pain of other people in the way that I'm not today. I think that's so important to point out, Candice, that I think one of the areas of misattunement that happens with children so often is in the minimizing Mm. or even ridiculing or mocking their deep emotions. Mm -hmm. And I get it, right? Because parents are busy and we've got a million things to do. And here is our kid having another temper tantrum or whatever the, the situation may be. But when we, as a child, show up with these big emotions, whether it is anger or sadness or frustration or loneliness or fear, whatever it is, we desperately need the parents in our life, the, the, the adults in our life to come close and to adjoin us there and to all the things that we talked about last week as far as attunement, to see us, to hear us, to recognize the distress, to draw near and to in some way see us, soothe us, keep us safe and help us feel secure. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't happen, we go forward in life and especially again, we'll, we'll say when this is habitual, not once in a while, which we all experience misattunement at times as child and as adults. But right. when it was habitual, then we go through life really struggling with our ability to trust in relationships and to be able to attach in ways where we feel a sense of security. So this is a big deal. Yeah. And not only do we struggle with trust in our relationships, we actually mostly struggle with trusting ourselves. Yeah. Can you say more? Trust ourselves how? Well, because we, if we are not being attuned to, then we, we will question as a child, we will question maybe what's wrong with us, or maybe we're bad because we're not aligning with where the adult or the caregiver is. You're in a bind for a while until you kind of just sometimes just give up, especially if it's habitual and it's, it's, it never gets addressed. So yeah, what happens is you, you come through that with this deep sense of, I don't even really know what I need or what I want or how I feel. It's almost like you can't turn towards yourself and really, I'm going to use the word, even meditate on what's true for you and what you need and what you desire and what you want. Yeah. And I'm thinking particularly about Pete Walker's, one of his traits of complex complex PTSD is self-abandonment. We cannot stay with our own sense of neediness because we feel that in some way we are bad or wrong or threatened because Mm -hmm. we have that neediness. And I want to also add that habitual misattunement is trauma for the child in that it really does put the child into a state of fight Mm -hmm. or flight or freeze 
or fawn, sometimes people add all four of those are options, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. That when the child is habitually misattuned, they go into these states of survival. They, they're, they're, the brain is telling them that they are not safe, that there is danger, and that this is what they do to survive. And then whatever we did as a kid, we will continue to do throughout our lives. So if as a kid, I froze, as an adult, I will freeze most of the time, most likely. Misattunement can sound like a small thing, but really it puts us into the category of trauma. And that's why we're really wanting to name this here today, because it can be really difficult to name the ways that we were misattuned to as children, because Mm -hmm. it really does feel bad. It, It can feel bad to say, my parents really missed me a lot. They missed what I needed. And yet being able to name that is essential if we are going to open our our, our, our soul and our body and our mind to the possibility of healing. Yeah, I think I, I like that you're bringing the healing aspect into it because we do want our listeners to understand that misattunement is healed through new attuned relationships. Yeah. So when we when we started experiencing being attuned to there there's actually something in you that comes alive. It's it's this it's kind of an a, a joyful scary feeling. Yeah, so I just I just wanted to say that that No, um, I love that though, Candace, because like one of the things that we did mention is that for an infant, what did you call it the joy window? Yeah, I heard a guy speak at a conference. I want to say it was a foster care conference that I went to years ago. And he called a baby's first three months of life, the joy window. And he said, it's the baby that's looking for the face that shows delight and joy just because they exist. Yeah. And I I don't know where he gets three months because I think we should do that forever for, for everyone, for all ages. Yeah. But but for for whatever reason, that first three months is he called it the joy window. Mm. I remember when we started Story Group and the misattunement being named, mm-hmm. and 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 I at times feeling almost shocked that that others felt like it was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. But then as I, I'll just say for myself, as I was able to stay in it and feel the pain of other people naming that, wow, you, what you experienced was, was really a big deal. And mm-hmm. so there's that side. And then also the times when I saw the eyes of delight and mm-hmm. joy and, and also in my stories of harm, right, where there would be these glimpses of my glory as a child. And then when that was named, wow, I just, I saw this little girl who had so much energy and, and, and then when that is named with delight and joy, how Mm. soothing and how healing that has been to my soul. Yeah. Because our, our healing journey of looking at the particularities of our story where there's hurt and harm, that's not all we do. We're also looking for grace and the glory and the gifting that that is a part of it. But we really do have to get into the particularities of the harm 
in order to be kind of in awe of what we've survived. Yeah. And I think we can make some assumptions that if our listeners are have been with us for many episodes and are still here, like they're recognizing the need for seeing some things that they have maybe not wanted to see or mm-hmm. name some things that have been hard to name, or they're going further down the path into identifying the stories, the very specific particular times and ways that they were misattuned and that harm came as a result of that. This is the process. It's hard to just dive in full strength. We can start slow by just remembering the times that felt hard. Just just go there, go to one story that felt like there there's pain as you remember back on it and and just make a list of the things that as a child you needed in that particular moment and you did not get. Mm-hmm. Even that is a it's a it's an important step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes that first step is the hardest and can be the scariest. That's why it's a beautiful gift to have people that have gone before you to go ahead and name that this is hard. It can feel scary, but there's so much goodness and healing to stay on this journey. Yeah. Because I think when we begin to be able to see and recognize and name our our, our experiences of misattunement, mm-hmm. our heart becomes open to being attuned to. Mm-hmm. And at first being attuned to can even feel awkward. And, mm-hmm. and yet then the more you get taste of it, it's like the more you really want it and that your soul really opens up to it. You called attunement. I, I like that you're saying it feels awkward because if you listen to our last week's episode, you called attunement intimacy. Yeah. And, and if you're not used to intimacy, intimacy feels awkward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when somebody comes close and really sees well mm-hmm. and then names what they're seeing and it can and we have all kinds of ways that we can push against that. And even now I'm I'm trying to be more conscious to the the times that I do resist and that I my immediate response will be to minimize something that somebody says that brings affirmation to me in some way. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to stop myself and say, okay, can I receive that? Can I let it in? Mm -hmm. And when I do, it is really precious. Yeah. I want to keep staying curious. We, we are several years on this journey, but it is still curiosity and kindness and deep compassion and staying in community that keeps us moving forward. Yeah. Well, Candace, so good to just talk with you about this today. And I just want to encourage our listeners to find some courage. If if you have not been able to really look at ways that you were misattuned to as a child, I encourage you to find some courage and sit down with a piece of paper and just remember a couple of stories that feel painful as you remember them and just Make a note of how did the adults who were present at that time, how did they show up or not show up for you? And what are the messages that you, what did you feel? And then what were the messages that you took away? And 
how are those messages still impacting your life and your relationships today? It's really worthwhile to take some time with this. So true. So good to be with you today. Great to be with you too, Candice. I love, love you, you. friend. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandiceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.